to Feedback Loop. I'm Joey. I'm Jeremy. And this week we're happy, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Always. We're the happiest men yeah. on the planet. Uh, this week we're talking about an album that I picked called uh, Good Luck and Do Your Best by Gold Panda. And it's, it's, That's a happy sentiment. So you know. Yeah, I know it we're, is. We're in the right place. We're in the right mindset. It's uh, coming off of coming hard off of uh, you know nurture the the <laughs> album that we gushed about for almost two hours last week. Yeah, but <laughs> what an album! Uh, yeah, for <laughs> real. And lest this turn into just nurture two point uh, I picked this because I kind of got some similar vibes, and I made some discoveries along the way because I mm-hmm. hadn't really given this this album. At least I didn't think I had given it too much thought whenever it first came out because I listened to Gold Panda back in like the Lucky Shiner Companion, like 20. I probably got into them whenever I first started working at Unnamed Pizza Place. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so, I mean, like the the two albums that I heard were Lucky Shiner and Companion. And that was, I mean, they had been out for maybe a year or two at, at the time. So yeah, that was like, like the 2013-ish area. Yeah, right? it was like 2013, I think, whenever I started listening to them. Got into them through somebody else that worked there. Uh, and oh. Are yeah. you going to name drop this person? Maybe. I mean, I guess I'll name drop him. His name is David. So mm-hmm. that's a pretty common name. So good luck. It is a very common name. David for... from Pizza Place <laughs> in Southern Indiana. Yeah. I think, I think that's all we've given people. Yeah, there we go. Go find them. Although they know us and they know, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah. People, people who already know us, that's fine. Whatever. People who yeah. don't know us, figure it out. Why not? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> if you can guess, if you can find the David, you'll, you'll win a prize. The yeah. prize is being correct. I yeah, guess. and having the knowledge that you know a little <laughs> bit more about my personal life, I guess. <laughs> so yes, we're we'll bearing it you. all on the line this week for Gold Panda. Hell yeah! Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like this album came out in 2016. I was I, I was a much different person. I I had a at the time this came out, it came out May 27th, 2016. So it's almost been five years since this album has come out. But I had like a six month old at the time. So I was just a very different person. And this album, it just didn't, I felt like I didn't give it enough of a chance at that time. Cause I didn't, I don't know. I didn't have as much time as I previously did. You weren't enjoying life as much. <laughs> well, it, this album, I'll, I'll get into it later, but it has, as I was listening to it, I was like, wait a second. There's some things that I remember about this that I didn't remember that I remembered, I guess. Right. Because when you have a six-month-old, your your life is a blur. <laughs> yeah, but this is this is a this is a cool album, is all I'll say right now. But you know, I I hope you liked it. But uh, we'll we'll just get right into the album art. It's it's got just it's like a photo of like what looks like some sort of elderly. Um, I'm guessing an Asian policeman. That's racist. Of, of some. Well, I know he. <laughs> I know. So. He looks Asian. Just because, just because it's panda, you think Asia, and you think anyone who has panda in their name has to take photos of Asian men. Well, I I know the uh, gold panda man. He uh, personally, you know, dur- no, I don't. <laughs> I know that he lived in Japan for a while, and he has a lot of uh, just general Asian themes in his sure. stuff. And I mean, it's an elderly Asian policeman looking yeah, no, at the guy. Uh, absolutely looks like he's some like. <laughs> looking asian, asian policeman kind he's of, looking you know. at like a tag in front of some bamboo shoots 
and it's just it's just a little photo of just a guy a candid shot of a guy on a street you know what does it mean joey i have literally no idea what it means <laughs> but that's how i feel about this album uh including track number one metal bird so what do you think about it huh uh it's a song <laughs> is it <laughs> it is, is it really yeah so so metal bird starts off it's got this kind of like glitchy sampley kind of sound which is i was thinking about it and i've talked a bit about having uh joey music as a thing as a concept in my brain it's like oh yeah that's joey music right i think i talked about it in our first episode with dan deacon being like oh yeah that makes sense it's joey music probably i think over the course of us doing this podcast i've like kind of redefined that and i think this also fits within joey music <laughs> uh, which is is not a negative i just yeah. want to get, the, get that straight because it's not like i'm not saying i dislike this album i don't i enjoy this album but um it's like it's very sampley and I, i've learned over like the last year and few months year, buck and a half you know whatever that you really like enjoy a lot of like sampley and, and loopy kind of things loopy as in like looped samples yeah not being. loopy as in like <laughs> right <laughs> which i mean you also probably get into that but yeah, this sure, is like not? an alternative definition so you you got your like nana grizzle kind of indie punk rock kind of stuff that is still definitely joey music that is the original joey music and that will always <laughs> be joey music to me but then there's this this other aspect of joey that i've that i've brought into the circle and i think this fits it perfectly it, it's got kind of that lo-fi vinyl crackliness on it and the, the looped nature of the samples and stuff makes it feel like it's a skipping record a little bit uh, it's got some soft vocal samples that come in some very clean guitar some various strings and stuff the beat comes in about halfway which is kind of something that i picked up that a lot of his songs kind of shift around the midpoint Mm-hmm. Uh, when when the song kind of adds an extra layer or changes or something, uh, but yeah, I I definitely understand the portery vibes immediately on this with like, I don't know the the, the kind of the glitchy sampley nature of it, but also the hints of like Eastern influence and stuff that Porter has a lot of in his music. Uh, the guitar tone specifically reminds me a bit of like Hotline Miami soundtrack, which I know I've talked about before, but like oh, shit, a, a handful of tracks on this album gave me the kind of similar like tone i guess of the hotline miami soundtrack which is it's kind of cool but it's it's all to be clear no vocals on this album as far as lyrics go so it's all just like it's all music which i i'm i'm a fan of but don't don't expect me to have some some wise profound <laughs> yeah i mean i guess that's not fair you could expect it because we we talked about replica from one tricks point never and we had quite the discussion yeah quite the adventure there but i didn't have a similar experience i guess is what i'm what i'm getting at here this one yeah it i feel like this is gonna be a pretty cut and dry discussion just because it's just about music and there's not i don't i mean i think there's a general emotional feel that goes with these songs sure like maybe a little bit of an arc but there's not like a through line kind of like how we found in replica where it was like this dystopian industrial future (laughs) like story that happens there's nothing like that here so it's kind of i don't know it's and you're you're right like his music it does have that it has a very very i don't know it has a bridge i guess is what i would say like which is not tip like it's not something that you hear 
necessarily in other music in this style. Because, like, there's a lot of, like, really loopy and sampling music that I listen to where it's just, like, that for four minutes yeah. as the song. And then he kind of switches it up, which I don't I feel like makes him a good option to, if you are looking to get into this type of music. Yeah. Like, it has a more traditional song structure, I guess. And I don't know. I don't, I, I just like it. I like, uh, I like the, the just really clippy tiny loops that he employs where it sounds like there's just you're hearing something progressing kind of five seconds at a time like yeah i mean it's it's kind of like i guess we'll get into this a little bit later as well but like a lot of electronic music in general is kind of structured that way where at least in in like when I think of like classical house music and stuff like that, yeah. where it starts simple, it's just like a beat and maybe a bass line, and then it just kind of gradually layers on until like halfway through the song, you have just this, just so many layers and so many things happening that it's, it, it feels like it's building momentum. And for some people, I think that takes too long for them to get into, but uh, I think it's, it's a very common staple in like electronic music, at least classical electronic music, I guess. Yeah, and for sure, like, house music especially, Yeah, which is weird, because this guy, like, I had really never done any kind of background looking up whatever on him specifically, and I was looking it up just for the podcast and everything, and he's classified in a lot of areas as house, and I never really kind of made that connection, which, listening to it now... I totally co- made that connection just, just co- to get that out there. Yeah, like, of course. Like, I don't know what the hell I was thinking. I, <laughs> It's like I listened to him in a different way than I would listen to house music for somehow, I guess. No, it, for sure. I, I think there's definitely a distinction, but there's definitely also that kind of the, the structure, the underpinnings of house music. And I call that out specifically a bit more on a couple of other tracks. But yeah, I, I think that makes sense to label him as a, a house musician, but also to like say that there, there's something, it's not like an instant, immediate kind of reaction, especially with Metal Bird. It's not like a super like drum driven track, I guess, like yeah. a lot of house music is. Yeah, the drums are kind of, I mean, the drums definitely help in later songs, but this one, and this one, like, I, I'm going to do the thing where I just describe feels since there's no, uh, <laughs> sure. No lyrics, you're, but this you're, one, you're going to have to do that for all the tracks. Cause I do not, do not have any of those uh, associations. I don't think well, except for I, maybe one track. I will definitely do that because that me. it was a pretty big thing. Whenever I was listening to this album, just because, uh, I do have kind of a deeper connection with right. Gold Panda that I don't entirely know if I'm going to go into, but like this album specifically, I'm definitely going to like, so I don't know this song metal bird. Normally I talk of uh floating whenever I feel like, like sure. listen to stuff like this. This one doesn't get, ever give me that feeling. It gives me the feeling like I'm traveling through a city. I'm very like on the ground. Maybe I'm hmm. in a bus. Maybe I'm just, I'm, I'm in some sort of transport vehicle traveling through a city on the ground and it's like i don't know it's it's rainy this album is very like rainy for parts of it for me and it's just i don't know this uh this song i whenever 
my daughter was going to be born, I quit the pizza place and started a new job, like the job that I currently have, or at least working for the company that I'm currently living or working for. Yeah. I started that job in the city. So it was like the first time I used to hate the city. I still don't really <laughs> like it, but I used to like hate it with a passion. Like the second I entered the city, a second I crossed the, the bridge. Yeah. The city. You just need to get a shirt that just says the city and has the Louisville skyline. <laughs> just like, whatever, so the city. The city. Uh, but yeah, this like, so the second I crossed the bridge, I would just hate everything because I just didn't like it. And yeah. I don't know why. And so this was kind of like because the drivers over there are just the worst yeah the drivers <laughs> anywhere that's not where i'm currently exactly. at like, <laughs> the drivers are always the worst but it was just something i had like a mental block and i kind of yeah. had to force myself to get through it and this song reminds me of that and it started making me realize that i used to l- listen to this album more and i made that connection back then and i don't know how i just forgot this i i will blame it on maybe lack of sleep or <laughs> just like trying I mean, it, was, it was a big time like in general in your life like there's a lot of changes like you're, you're dealing with a lot of new stimuli right and yeah so i guess in that respect it's easy to have one of them kind of just drowned out by all the others yeah so this song was like my ode my ode to now i have left the area that i'm currently at i'm i'm thrust into the city daily and that's just kind of I don't it's know. Interesting. So I, I said I didn't have a lot of those kind of feelings or those kind of like scenic imagery kind of things pop into my mind. But one thing that was fairly constant throughout this album was the feeling of being in like a high rise apartment mm-hmm. kind of a thing and just like looking out over the city. So I think we, we have different mental perspectives, obviously, because you had the association of you literally driving to the city every day or whatever but like i I think it's interesting that we both kind of have associations there where it's it's very much not a rural album which i guess that can be said about it it being house music in general like yeah this kind of like stuff only happens in clubs right it doesn't happen out in the country where people have bonfires and and that which they should maybe we should start that maybe we should start like a bonfire disco (laughs) out in in rural indiana (laughs) i'm sure we'd have a huge turnout yeah all like four house fans that live (laughs) (laughs) yeah but yeah i mean i I just i don't know a lot of the album feels like i'm like the sun's setting a little bit i there's kind of like this orange tinge on the city skyline from from this apartment maybe set like in the 90s 80s maybe 70s probably not that Mm. far back but just that kind of like kind of orange hazy era (laughs) is, is where my mind goes for a lot of this album yeah, mine definitely goes in my car, like driving and just right. kind of getting into the city. Listening to your favorite Gold Panda song in my car, track number two on this album. Boom! <laughs> Which uh, I, I said is your favorite song. I'm assuming it's not, but it could be. Is it your favorite Gold Panda song? It was just no, a segue. It is not. My, my favorite Gold Panda song is not on this album, but I do really like this one. Cool. Immediately, I liked this one more than Metal Bird. Well, hell yeah. Uh, it's it's got a bit more of like a hip hoppy vibe. It's got some nice strings. Some of the samples in the song, I I didn't check this, but they remind me a lot of some of the samples on Kendrick Lamar's "Damn." Mm-hmm. Just that whole album has some similar kind of like stretched vocal samples 
I feel like. And so it, it kind of like hit me in that space, I guess, which I'm, I'm a fan of Dam. I'm a fan of Kendrick Lamar. We both are. We argue about which album of his is the best. <laughs> but this one specifically like had that Dam feel to me. Yeah. Uh, I like the instrumentation used. There's like a, a, po- a point in the song where there's this kind of like toy vibraphone kind of thing mixed with like some, I put in quotes, childlike uh, vocal samples where they're like pitched up and, and it sounds juvenile or whatever. Again, kind of similar to what Porter does with his thing. But I thought that was just kind of like an interesting mix, I suppose, with having some sort of like younger aspect pulled in to it uh and then there's this like eastern stringed instrument kind of thing that comes in later that sounds nice which again bringing that eastern influence that you mentioned like i don't know it's it's all around it's a very nice song i enjoy it yeah this one it's it's kind of a break from his older style i think and it's it is the biggest song off of this album like it's one of his bigger songs if you can call it that i guess uh and I do, I do really like it. Like it's, it is like Eastern sounding. It's got like kind of that little bit, little hint of uh, of older Gold Panda, but with the new kind of like old school hip hop type yeah. intro and the drum beat. It's like, it's got like this blasty feel. It's got that trap snare, whatever that yeah. is, and it's like got that i don't know how to describe it other than say it's boom clappy like it's got yeah (laughs) like i don't (laughs) boom 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 boom, clap boom yeah clap clap. and uh yeah dude that toy vibraphone that marimba whatever the fuck it is the the bell xylophone thing yeah it's it's a sound that gets employed a lot and it's just i always like it because it kind of just takes me away this take uh, take you back to your childhood uh no i but it does it it takes me to a different place in my mind and this this song so like if we're going by my my previous associations this one it's like i don't know i get to the city and i have i have it's called in my car mm-hmm. but this song is like i'm i'm out on the streets now this is i'm getting out of my car like interesting i don't know necessarily why like i was listening to the this album and it's kind of like a dream that you're trying to remember and you can't really make too much sense of it but this one it's like i'm out i'm surrounded i can feel the breath of the city the yeah. the life of it and i i don't know if that's just me associating it because of like the hip hop type beat thing right or if if it's the fact that there's like a vocal sample that's just like get up get up up like and it's telling me to get up out of my out of my car, out of my whatever. seat, out dance of my around seat. on the streets. Yeah, dude, <laughs> dancing. Uh, but yeah, I don't I don't know, man. It's it's weird because I don't have too much, I guess, ability to properly say exactly what I'm thinking. But right, yeah, I feel like that's also kind of a vibe that i was getting for this album and that's why i didn't like i didn't try to transcribe it (laughs) just because there's like it it's fun to listen to and like my mind does drift and go to those places but it's not like a conscious thing i suppose or it's not like vivid enough for me to like define it and that's why it kind of i i describe my my apartment as being kind of hazy and orange just kind of like kind of like a blur I suppose in some ways. Also, I just want to call out like this track is 
called In My Car. The previous one was Metal Bird, which is presumably referring to an airplane. Yeah. It's the only, it's the only Metal Bird that I'm like thinking of. So I think it's interesting that you're shifted maybe one <laughs> step ahead because I'm thinking like, okay, Metal Bird, maybe he's arriving in the city via airplane. And track number two, In My Car, he's like, he's in his car driving home for the first time in a while. Like he's been out of town, now he's back in town and he's driving home kind of a thing but you're, you're just a step off and end in the wrong direction perhaps yeah. because this is about you leaving home and going someplace and my random conclusion that i just came to is that he is he's returning home from someplace so well fun, you know fun doodlings i mean i guess i'm just i i would say i'm one step behind or in the wrong direction because there's no way i could i could come up with a segue for the next song <laughs> Chiba Nights <laughs> Chiba Nights What's a Chiba? this this song is the first like definitively house song on the album oh yeah and my first note is like this is that house shit I like that's, that's my first note on it something about the, the synth that is used like the bass synth in this track it's used in a lot of house music and it, it I don't know it always just like gets me in the mood to listen to house music it's it's great I think this this is one of my two favorite tracks on the album i'm not sure if it's my favorite one but it's kind of an interesting like experience i guess going from in my car which is kind of like more laid back and, and hip-hoppy to this kind of like almost full-on house track kind of yeah. it, ca- it caught me off guard because I, I had no idea what to expect with gold panda but uh <laughs> yeah this, this was the moment where it kind of the album kind of clicked for me well cool i i like this one it yeah this is where i kind of made the association to house that i had never made previously somehow like (laughs) i still don't understand that like yeah this is how this is house music this song like it's i mean it's not definition textbook house music i guess but a lot of it is and there's a lot of sounds in there like the bass the the really bumpy bass the fucking like synthy keys (laughs) that it's just like you would you could walk into any like club playing house music and it's like yeah that that's, that's, that's it it makes sense house. this is <laughs> but, the setting this is not unexpected at all but so then there is a point where it's like i don't know maybe a 30 or 40 seconds into it it's like the song stops and then restarts yeah. out slightly out of time it almost makes it feel like the song flips right but then uh it it kind of comes into play whenever the main melody gets brought back in and it's kind of like it's got this groovy feel for and sure this song it kind of takes me out of the thought that I was in about like going to work and I, I'm trying to a club. Well, this is like, okay. So maybe this is after work. So you woke up your day, you went, you you drove to the city, you got in your car, you got out of your car, you worked for the day. Now you're unwinding. It's it's after, after work. (laughs) This one. (laughs) Sorry, I'm, I'm just trying to paint my own narrative here. And I have no reason to do so. No, I like your narrative because mine is kind of like all over the place because this is actually, so this takes me before, before like I was 18. So I think I was 18. I don't know. At some point when I was like 18 or 19, uh, my like family on my dad's side is German. So he like wanted to take us all to Germany, like mm-hmm. to go to, to the the town where like our family's from. So right. uh, contrasting the city with the town. Yeah. And it's like this, I mean, we, we stopped at like big, big cities like Berlin and 
Munich and stuff. And this is actually kind of where it takes me because I can just remember like the freedom of being in another country and just being out at like midnight in a in, in another country like drunk as an underage person in America but <laughs> right. of age in this country and it's just like this is where it takes me like the did you hit up any any bibliotech or not bibli- fucking discotheques <laughs> just fucking I, german lessons come on man uh i i had a few times and there were just it was it was a crazy time is yeah, the, yeah that the way you phrased that makes it sound like it was, i had a few times <laughs> like there, there, there was some some fishy business happening there <laughs> we'll just say i i vaguely remember but i think at least there's at least one picture of me on some random person's facebook where i'm just like blackout i mean not blackout because <laughs> i i slightly remember it right. but he walked up to me and I think I was wearing like a pink Floyd shirt or something. And he was also wearing a pink Floyd shirt. And he was like, <laughs> pink Floyd shirt. What's up? What's your name? And I think I just like yelled back at him. I'm really <laughs> fucking drunk. Like, <laughs> And that's, that's like, that's the time that I get taken back to. And this is like, just, but it's, it's not like the drinking or whatever. It's like the freedom, I guess yeah, that I wasn't freedom of drinking. <laughs> yeah. That like, I wasn't feeling at the time that I first started listening to this album, I guess it's right. like, you feel like you have these responsibilities in my mind as it always does is going back to, I a guess, simpler time. <laughs> yeah. Like it's the nostalgia, not necessarily yeah. for a great time, but for a time where I feel like I had less responsibility, which I mean, seems like it'd be pretty common but it's just like where my mind goes a lot or at least it it does still but it used to more so i guess interesting but i wonder yeah, if, in, 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 if your pink floyd shirt that you were wearing was was pink and green it it was actually <laughs> blue and green but but Damn, for the sake of track that number that would have been a great segue <laughs> for the sake of track number four pink and green we can Hell say yeah. it was pink and green good it, it was so, a pink and green shirt now we're talking about pink and green. <laughs> the this, offbeat yeah yeah at, no at the beginning of this sorry I, i'm gonna start all of these songs just no you do it you do it you're rambling a lot at the end for your your narrative story yeah so you I, do I, it. I just wanna i have to hear myself talk is what i'm getting at otherwise i feel like i'm just not doing anything I'm not doing my job but yeah your the job. offbeat <laughs> we, we get paid right <laughs> the uh the offbeat at the beginning of this track it was really messing with me and then like after a short moment the the kind of beat comes in and, and the melody comes in and it's it's got a really nice groove to it but it was kind of like jarring at first very solid ambient vibes on this one it's very like ambient house kind of blending and it's it's just it's it's a pink and green time i feel it yeah this this one like whenever i was listening to it for the first time and like kind of all these memories were coming back. This one just hit me in like a way, a real way. Yeah. It's uh yeah, it's just like it starts off like the actual sounds are really like fuzzy, lonely. The beat is really like off kilter. It's like limping. The yeah. beat is like it's just like you don't know what's happening. After the kind of more upbeat sound of Chiba Nights, it's like this one is the rain coming in after it's the realization like if chiba nights was me like having nostalgia for the past i guess at this point in my life this is me being like no get out of the past like what what's happening what am i doing snap back to reality yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh 
but th- yeah it's like the song is kind of just rolling around on a table that's off balance and it doesn't really know what it's doing the music kind of i feel like the music wants some some clarity it wants to remain still and it's asking for it but it just can't stay still <laughs> it's too drunk it's drunk yeah. on, a, on a street in berlin you know definitely <laughs> uh this one like i don't know it it kind of gave me a big realization about i think why i like the music that i like and so all this music it's like we you were talking about the the really short loops very loopy and it's just a lot of samples and just something in my mind clicked it's like the samples are things from the past that are being brought to the present to try to create something new and it made me think about like nostalgic thoughts being brought to the present that it are being like captured in these loops so like i yeah, feel like there's so many times like i'm stuck in a nostalgia loop all like a lot and it it's just like these short little loops because i remember like a short time a short sample from the past and it's just being caught over and over and over again and this this song just kind of put that in perspective it was like a song because the song it made me i don't smoke anymore but like cigarettes or anything i mean anything but (laughs) (laughs) cigarettes specifically is what made this song made me want to just sit outside at like three in the morning like i used to yeah and smoke and then that's kind of what made me think like shit is that why i like this music so much because it's just like smoking music to you yeah like it's i think it's because all of this is like a nostalgia trigger and i'm constantly looking for it but even the music is formatted in a way that's like short loops of previously made music or outwardly made music i guess yeah it's it's kind of collecting past things and and reconfiguring them to fit in a modern kind of setting which is like i I guess akin to you reflecting on your memories and and kind of yearning for that kind of nostalgia (laughs) but at the same time understanding that you can't and and kind of meta criticizing yourself for it (laughs) i guess i don't know it's 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 a weird metaphor it's a stretch it's but uh i think it's interesting yeah uh and I don't, I don't know how to, like, segue. Well, if you're like, yeah, I mean, people know it's a segue at this point. <laughs> I don't say, know what if, I'm if doing. Maybe, maybe you're, you're having some, some flashback memories, right, to some, some time in the past, and you're, you're trying to like make them still relevant. Maybe if you were an artist, you would, and you had a friend that had died <laughs> at some point in your, your tragic history, your backstory. You know, you, you'd want to bring them back to life. Through yeah. music so maybe you would, you would write a song for a dead friend and that would be track number five on this album <laughs> <Yeah>. sure <laughs> sure go for it joey i'm gonna stop stop talking just to talk no it's i feel like i'm doing that as well this song like yeah but see yours is more interesting what, what's, what's been happening is i just describe general sounds in the track and then you talk for a much longer period about what it means and i think that's the more important thing because i didn't get any of that shit for but it's more about what it means to me and that's not that's not it's interesting to to a listener it's interesting to me it's less interesting to you i guess because you live it but yeah i guess doing a show joey it's not for you (laughs) (laughs) well this song 
so like the last song it feels lonely pink and green it feels lonely and off off beat this one it feels like combative it feels like it's attacking you there's these like taunting chants that come in as the the vocal samples but then like i don't know it just kind of comes right at you and then then a synth line comes in it like tones it down a little bit the chants fall out and it starts to feel more liquid i guess yeah uh, it's got these frantic drums behind it but the synth line kind of keeps it slow and smooth it's like the drums are fast but but the actual melody is is pretty slow it kind of feels slippery almost like it's kind of just playing catch up yeah it reminds me a lot of an artist named uh dub physics which uh he did there was a song that we used to play at the pizza place called marka uh, and it was dub physics and the strategy was the rapper on it but it's a sticking up you see me yucky duck room and i'm out on that guy yep okay uh, i remember that <laughs> yeah some of his other music is very very similar to to this and that's kind of where or at least from what i've heard i haven't listened to a lot of his music but i've listened to a handful of tracks and it kind of puts me in that kind of mindset with a similar like th- there's a lot of energy to the beat but it's also very like synthy and and I don't know. It's it is kind of aggressive, like you said, and it feels like it's kind of like a fight song in in some aspects. But it's also more like more warped and electronic, I guess, than what I would imagine to be a, like a tribal fight song kind of a thing with all the chanting and stuff. But yeah, the soft chords come in and it changes the song entirely, like the, the feel of the song from that kind of chanting combative thing. And it just I don't know something about it. I noted it feels twice as long as it actually is. Like the song is like a slow burn. It kind of like it grows and it feels like it's growing slowly, but it's, it's a pretty short song. I mean, I guess all these tracks are relatively short, but something about it just makes it feel twice as long as it actually is to me. Yeah. I get that feeling uh, with some of his music and not necessarily that it's a bad thing, but it's like, I look at the track list. There's 11 tracks. Mm Mm-hmm. And the whole album is 44 minutes and 30 seconds. So it's like, I'm looking at it and I'm like, ah, these are all going to be pretty, pretty short songs. But then all the songs feel longer than I feel like they should be. Right. And it's like, I think part of that is because you're having such like, not vivid, I guess, because you're having a hard time describing some of them and saying that they're like dreamlike, but because you're having such a like pronounced connection, I guess you're kind of drifting off and getting lost in, in the layers of it and each individual thing you're just kind of you're kind of floating lost at sea yeah in each of the tracks i would definitely d- say that because uh while metal bird didn't necessarily f- sound floating to me this one kind of did but more like a i don't know at the beginning it was like a floats like a butterfly stings like a bee type thing where i felt like yeah. i was about to fight somebody and then after like it kind of dropped it was like the adrenaline wore off and i don't necessarily know what that <clears throat> correlates to like, I don't remember having a specific feeling before, but this one just, it it reminded me of feeling very angry at something, which, I mean, the song, like, I did say it sounds combative, but, like, right. object- objectively, I feel like it's not an angry song. Like, <laughs> I don't know why I'm feeling that. Yeah. But, like, the beginning, it makes me think of, like, times where I felt very angry about something. And then just can immediately out of nowhere not feel that anger anymore. Like it just washes away and it's, I don't know. Like it's a thing that like in the past 
I've had like anger management issues. Like that's one of the reasons I had to go to therapy at a certain point in my life. Not necessarily like any time since I've been an adult, but like it just reminds me of times when I was younger where I like, I just get these like flashes of anger and then it's just gone and I'm like fine. But then it's like the world is still dealing with the consequences of like, there there was an impact. Yeah. It's like you with somebody and regardless of how you react, like if you just randomly get really angry for whatever reason, you could barely say two words to the person, but they're still going to be like, what the fuck? Even if you're like, 30 seconds later, like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Whatever. Right. But it's, I don't know. It just kind of made me think of that feeling. And Interesting. I don't know. Does this tie into the the narrative of you going going to Germany, fly, flying to Germany in a metal bird, getting in a car, going to a nightclub, having, having, having fun, getting wasted in a nightclub <laughs> with Chiba Nice and Pink and Green? Where does that leave you in the narrative? I think the dead friend might be a past version of myself. And well, maybe. <laughs> Not no. to totally just throw your story in a different direction. <laughs> but maybe it's the guy in the Pink Floyd shirt. He's dead now. Wouldn't and that be some shit? A song for him. I go find... <laughs> nostalgic for that time. <laughs> I go and finally find that picture of me with some random guy. <laughs> and it's like a memorial page on Facebook. <laughs> God well, I'd say it. you'd be pretty pretty real punk for writing a song about that guy and your experience getting drunk with that guy. Well, you know I am real punk, so you are. You are. So it's track number six. I am real punk. I am real punk. <laughs> <laughs> this one takes the energy down a notch, which is kind of unexpected from a song called I am real punk like punk generally has like a lot of energy to it at least in my experience um but yeah it takes the energy a little, little bit more subdued there's a few different like string tracks that drive the kind of like musical element of the song there's some like distorted scratchy samples that are like breaking through some kind of wall and then they kind of get drowned out with some like droning humming noise that, that kind of penetrates through uh not to keep saying that oh this track reminds me of this but this track reminds me of uh, Dead Mouse's While One Is Listened To album. Ooh. Just like, I don't know, something about the kind of weird, peaceful nature of it. There's one track in specific. I think it's called Monday. I should have confirmed that. But there's one track specifically on that album that has a similar kind of like distorted voice kind of breaking through and like talking to you while the rest of the music is kind of just like gentle and, and peaceful and floating along kind of thing. So that's where my mind went for this one. Yeah, that's actually almost exactly where my mind went to. I mean, not necessarily going to to Monday, but uh, like that feeling of something trying to break out or trying to escape, I guess. it. Except, I don't know, I thought more of an animal, I guess. Yeah, like I can see that. Trying to break out. But then there's like, I don't know, it sounds like bagpipes or something come in with like a single continuous note right yeah, at like after... Sound. Yeah, like it's just it's it's very peaceful, and it is really weird that it'd be I'm real punk, or maybe he's making a statement about how real, like you know, punk real is punk's a, about the the emotion you put into it instead of the the sound of the the music. Exactly, it's <laughs> not about like punching people in the face, playing really loud music, fast yelling and whatever. It's just like punk can be the peace that can actually 
cause the change instead of the the loud in your face thing that can sometimes not i don't know man yeah at this I mean, point I, mean, I think it's i think it's valid and in a greater dis- discussion about punk music <laughs> and that like i think a lot of that louder aggressive stuff gets pushed under the rug as like being childish or immature and like oh you can't even like form a coherent thought because you're just so angry and, and ranty all the time no one's gonna take you seriously you know i do know <laughs> i know i know all too well <laughs> this <laughs> i don't know what's happening oh, for for all uh for all uh people out there I got my my second shot today, not to be controversial, but it shouldn't be. <laughs> shouldn't so. be. It's not. It's not, not. 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 on this podcast. But uh, yeah. So my head's kind of in. I don't know. I've been really, I guess, introspective lately after listening to this album, and this is almost just like tripled it. Like I feel very, <laughs> very heady right now. Like yeah. I don't know this. This song, it didn't have too great of a connection with me when I was originally. So you're saying that you're not real punk? I'm not. I'm, I don't think I am real punk. I think I'm still stuck <laughs> in the loud punk. Loud like, punk. Angry punk. Yeah. I'm just waiting for autumn to fall, and then maybe I'll, maybe I'll learn as, not, as not I... Not very nice to wish somebody would fall. Oh, the person autumn <laughs> <laughs> track number seven is autumn fall everybody and it goes back to the the crackly lo-fi vinyl sound uh that kind of like looped a lot and it reminded me a bit of metal bird just kind of like returning to that style of his song but it, it also like i don't know the drum sounds in it are very crisp i like it i like it more than metal bird it's similar and that like just that lo-fi nature and the guitar of it kind of it again kind of brings me to that hotline miami vibe uh and then at the end of it it's it's interesting there's like a very it's a pretty abrupt ending but like everything kind of cuts out except for this like little little short guitar lick that ends but it's very fitting even if it's abrupt i kind of enjoyed that yeah i like this song a lot i don't know if it's like my favorite or anything but uh it it really points out this like shambling thing he does with the rhythm, like kind of how we were talking about house music and how it just builds and builds and builds uh, Like it adds little layers that add on to each thing and kind of make a different sound. And it, it shifts the previous sound a little bit. I feel like he does that with beats too, in certain yeah. songs where it's like things can like, I don't know, the piano lead kind of comes in really loosely and it's like, all like this slidey guitar thing kind of comes in. It's not necessarily feel, it doesn't necessarily feel like it comes in on the same beat as the piano lead coming in, but then it'll like all come in together with like a drum beat or something. And it all fits perfectly in a way. And it's, it's like each thing individually kind of feels like it would be off from the other one. And then there's one piece that can kind of bring it all together. And that's just a cool feel whenever it finally kind of drops into that that one beat that everything's meant to have well fuck yeah how yeah. does this fit in your your narrative nostalgic journey dude <laughs> you've lost that trail i i haven't lost it and it's it just doesn't rear its head too much until like two or three more songs from now but okay, okay. this this one it's just kind of a cool head boppy kind of kind of track that's just nice and it just feels 
good to have wrapped as, around as a me. quick aside like I, i've discussed this new layer of joey music being very like sample heavy and loopy but there's also another element that i'm curious i mean i guess i know generally and vaguely how you feel but how do you feel about like lo-fi hip-hop and lo-fi like this the, a lot of this vinyl crackly stuff that's happening are you like super into that and do you think that it's again due to the kind of like nostalgic nature of it i do like it but there there comes i mean of course with anything there comes a point where it's like people are starting to do it too much i think yeah i agree <laughs> like... I, I thought about that for this album even i was just like yeah it's cool but like i feel like i've i've heard enough of this kind of like layer it is a cool effect no yeah. no disrespect to to gold panda but like I, I think just it's an oversaturated thing right now yeah sure, and with having having specifically just like layering a final crackle over some detuned stuff is just like it's cool but yeah i'm on the same page yeah. with you i think yeah i liked it back when it first came out and it was like a new thing and then people were just kind of like oh shit people really like this so let's just fucking do it on everything yeah. and uh this like he used to do stuff like this i feel like less and then it kind of got adopted into the style for this album and Interesting. Uh, he came out with an album in 2019 that didn't have it as much and i i think i really i don't know if i necessarily like the album more but i definitely like that it doesn't do that as much anymore it's i like it more when it's used like kind of how uh on nurture where yeah porter was able to and it wasn't the kind of crackly thing that's i mean he did do that but i like sure. it whenever it's used for an effect kind of like how he did the mouse clicking where it yeah. felt like you're A there recording or something yeah yeah I like I like that whenever it's used to create an atmosphere like that. I guess. Yeah, let's talk about nurture some more. <laughs> <laughs> I feel yeah, like we're never gonna escape it. <laughs> yeah, we won't. Not for not for months, I would imagine. But if you haven't listened to that episode and you're listening to this episode, I would absolutely recommend you check out both the album nurture and our episode on nurture. By the yes. way, it was, it was a real fun discussion last week. It was, and it was a real fun two weeks leading up to that discussion because we got to listen to the album a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, it was it was great, and now we're in the aftermath of it, where we're talking about track number eight, Halyards. Yeah, Halyards, Halyards, Halyards. I I don't even know if that's a word. Me either, man. I don't. I didn't do any research. This one, though, I do. I do enjoy this one's. It's a nice kind of sound to it. Uh, it's kind of housey, but it's also bringing in some of those lo-fi vibes, kind of blending the two what I would consider prominent styles of this album with kind of the housey and the low five kind of crackly stuff. Uh, I really like the sound that it makes. There's some really nice keys and some bell sounds and stuff. It's very flowy and, and smooth and it's just a good time. Yeah. I, I actually non-ironically wrote the, the actual words. Uh, the vibe is pretty vibey on this song. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. It is, it is, it is a vibe and so i don't know yeah it's got like a lot of really soft stuff like it starts out really with this high hatty drum but the, mm -hmm. the kick is really soft then the keys come in and they're soft over top of it and it's got this soft marimba that comes in and it's just it's a chill song it's i don't know it's it, it just helps me zone out i guess yeah and while this song didn't necessarily like bring any floods of memories back of the first few times i listened to this back in 2016 it 
it made me remember, I guess, just getting those peaceful moments where I could to have like the drive into work or something. And Mm -hmm. it's like, I can remember feeling the way this song. Yeah. Like feeling the way this song makes me feel just in those times. Like this song definitely helps me just kind of like zone for a bit and not, I guess, focus on whatever's happening in real life. Not necessarily that I didn't want to focus on, having i mean i think think that's fair to say (laughs) like having a kid is a lot right it's a lot of new stimuli again saying like having having a space to kind of catch your breath amongst that is is a godsend i would imagine yes that's it was it's a space to catch your breath to kind of forget about the troubles that you're facing because it's i don't know raising a child's not easy yeah it's not easy (laughs) it's rewarding but not easy. <laughs> most most rewarding things aren't easy, I suppose. It's a general life rule. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of video games that are pretty easy and they're instantly rewarding. You can just keep That's pushing true. that serotonin they, button all day. They eat up a lot of time. That's an see, I don't have that. Just as an aside, like that's why I, I don't enjoy like idle games and clicker games like you do, because it's that's not rewarding to me. And I don't know if, if it's something wrong with me, if it's something wrong with you. It's something but... wrong with me. <laughs> There's something wrong with me. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> something wrong with you. And... Uh, we're going to get copyrighted. We need this... <laughs> yeah, because we sing it so immaculately. <laughs> Track number nine is Time Eater. Boom. Like time Eater, like those idle games. games. That eat up all of your time. That don't eat up any of my time. Because a lot of mine. previously mentioned, I don't. I wish I could. I'm constantly like seeking something to like idly play, but at the same time, my brain doesn't work that way, and I can't. I can't focus on it, and I'm also generally bad at multitasking. So like, I feel like just completely off topic. I guess at this (laughs) point, but like, people play idle games and clicker games and stuff while they're doing something else. I feel like a lot of the time, and I can't do that. My brain just will not let me. I have to be hyper focused on one task, and that I, I think that's part of why I can't get into like mobile games and idle games and clicker games like that. I feel that like it's I don't think people's brains are wired to do that, and I think people force it like to multitask to that level because yeah. I know there will be times where like I'm listening to music. I I don't play idle games really too much anymore. I've kind of slipped back into my old habits a little bit recently, but <laughs> in uh, the past day or two, yeah, the past day or two, <laughs> but uh, like there'll be times where I'm playing like idle games, listening to music, have like a TV on or something. And then I'm also like trying to look at like Reddit or play another game. And then like, right. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And then a second hits and it's like my brain hit overload. And I'm just like, yeah, there's so much stimuli. Oh God. And I just get like pissed off out of nowhere. And I'm just like, I need to fucking stop. (laughs) Everything needs to be silent. And I need to close my eyes. Turn off the lights, lay face down on the bed for a second. (sighs) Track number nine. Time Uh, eater. Time eater. I, I really enjoy this one as well. Uh, I did the last half of this album really, really does it for me. I think, uh, it kind of has this old detuned, piano kind of like clavier kind of thing going on but it's not creepy or like off-putting like you'd expect it to be i guess or or that the initial reaction would normally be for that kind of sound uh the beat comes in around a minute and the song really kind of takes off it's very cohesive sounding with all of the instruments that kind of get layered and they just kind of complement each other even though it's like slightly off kilter i suppose 
and then at, like the two minute mark it it comes in with like a totally different sound it's, it brings in this like new synthy keyboard and then eventually it'll like bring back that kind of detuned piano kind of thing going in and then at the end there's this really weird boopy sub bass kind of thing <laughs> going on that's just a fun kind of like um autumn fall where it ended with that kind of spontaneous guitar like at the end i feel like it's just kind of like a fun touch to to end the track that kind of comes out of left field yeah it's i definitely like the ending on this one i it's just kind of weird and out of left field for sure uh this one is actually the one i was talking about where my 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 storyline picks back up you know (laughs) and it's because it starts off with these two i guess vaguely eastern sounding tinny string Mm -hmm. melodies they're like kind of counterpoint but it's they're not really like i don't know they kind of come together but they're also like so different that it's almost like they're trying to talk over each other interesting so we have very different perspectives on that then i guess yeah i I like explicitly was like no it's Mm -hmm. it's it's not off-putting it's not really like jarring necessarily i I felt like it really like it worked well see i think it works well but not for the same reason right (laughs) like uh, you think it's its goal was to be a little wonky right i think so but that's probably just because it fits the narrative that my mind made up so uh what I felt coming back whenever I was listening to this album or this song was like one of the melodies was a previous version of me life, I guess. And then the other one was the current version of me, the current life. And they're kind of talking back and forth. They're trying to coexist and they, it's working like maybe they aren't on the same page, but it's working. Hmm. And then that, that new, that other sound comes in, which is a pretty, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a sound that he uses a lot on like lucky shiner and companion, the other stuff that I'm more familiar with by him, or at least was more familiar with by him. And that was kind of a callback to that, but then it comes back and the beginning part gets kind of layered over that and it works together. Like how he always has like that one thing in the beat that brings it all together. or That one like yeah. extra layer that will make it all work. And that's kind of like, I guess symbolic in the way that it let me realize that it can coexist, I guess. Definitely. That like, like the future me, I don't, I spend too much time in the past or at least spent too much time in the past at that point in my life where it was like an issue. And it was kind of telling me that, yeah, the past, your, your past is there and it's always going to be there and you will remember it as long as your brain stays functioning. But it's, I don't know. I, it reminded me of, like the quote that like you stare too long in the abyss and the abyss stares back at you. But when, when thinking about memories, if you stare too long into your memories, it starts eating at you. And it kind of, I guess, gave me perspective to not feel that way anymore to feel like they're there. They're nice, but they can't take over your life. Like you can't let them, I guess. And that's kind of where this song left me. Like it, it can all coexist at this point. 
Interesting. That kind of like also almost ties in to the themes on nurture as well. Like, cause we're yes. still talking about nurture, but like a lot of that album we talked about was like Porter letting go of past experiences and, and focusing on being more present and being more focused on the here and now and enjoying the, the present more than worrying about the future, or worrying about what happened in the past kind of a thing. So it's, it's interesting that you had, and maybe maybe it's kind of like you were predisposed to have those things because we both love nurture and, and talked about that a lot. So maybe there's some bias there. But I definitely it, think there is. <laughs> but it's interesting that that's where your like your connection to this album is is taking you. Which I mean, I don't think it's unfair. Even even outside of the context of nurture, I feel like you still would have had some similar experience when describing this album, just because again, you you're a very nostalgic guy. Like nostalgia comes up a lot on our podcast because that's, that's been a big focus of you when talking about music that you had found in the past, which makes sense, right? Because it's, it's music is tied at least I'm assuming to you and me, I feel like we've talked about this before, but how we tie music to certain eras of our life or certain moments in our life where you're like back in your Honda just yeah. cruising around, like things like that happen. So it's hard not to get nostalgic. I, I think is what I'm trying to say when talking about music from a, a gone time. I like that. Very well put. It's kind it, of rambly, but you well, know. you know, I like it. I'm being super rambly tonight, so why not? <laughs> yeah, I, I just looked at the time. We're, we're coming up on an hour, which is far, far more than I expected to talk about this album. And we still have two tracks to go, people. Oh, so, my God. Well, so buckle better... up, and we're going to get on with track number 10. Unthank. Unthank. I think this is this. it's either this one or Chiba Nights is my favorite track on oh, the shit. album. I really, Hell really yeah. like this. this. It comes in towards the end of the album. And it's got this very like spacey, droopy sounding organ key and like some slight ambient effects that give it like a funereal vibe to me. And it's very like somber and reflective, I think, uh, despite having little to no notes on this track outside of that. <laughs> it's it's I don't know, just it's such a feeling that I, I really enjoy. Yeah, I like it a lot. Like it's one of my favorites and it's weird because it's just. I don't know, like, we were talking about his songs having bridges where stuff gets shifted up, and there's really not much of that in here. There's, like, a soft static in the background throughout the whole song. It does, I mean, the melody, I guess, changes up a little bit, but each note kind of has that shifting, warpy sound throughout it, and it's kind of just, like, the song is just wandering around aimlessly in a way. I mean, like, obviously it's a cohesive thought still, but, like, it's, I don't know. It it feels, not, I guess, eerie, but not, like, scary. In a, I don't know. It just feels kind of cr- creepy, but not in, like, a spooky way. Yeah, I think I think it's kind of where, where I got the funereal kind of sound, where it's yeah. just, like, it's, it's definitely not happy, <laughs> yeah. but it's also not, like... I don't know. It, it's it's more of like reflective, I suppose, than like sad about the, the funeral that's happening in my yeah. life. Which, yeah, you're not sad that he died. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe, that's, maybe that's a discussion for another time of, of just my general outlook on death. But but yeah, I don't know. It, it's 
it's not bad to i don't know i don't it there's a time and place for grieving yeah and i guess a funeral is, is <laughs> funeral that, is, that place is, but <laughs> it's the cut out time specifically for but grieving. I, but i don't think i don't i don't know i don't i don't see it that way but, yeah it's, maybe i'm just backwards. are you one of the celebration people not really i just uh, don't it's just part of life man it happens yeah. it's going to happen to all of us we're all going to die at some point at some point it's not abnormal it doesn't like i don't know to me it, it does it's not super noteworthy when people die <laughs> are you but, saying you're not going to be sad when i die jeremy i will be this, devastated on this podcast <laughs> i'm just going to stop <laughs> responding <laughs> you're going to be like and what do you think about track number seven if, and if that happens joey <laughs> we're, we're going to be internet famous hell just yeah because we mentioned that now I hope we're doing it on a video podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but then I can see you and it won't be as suspenseful. Well, maybe we'll do one where, where for some reason, we're each recording video separately. Yeah, you're going to be on your deathbed. We're going to be yeah. recording an episode on your deathbed from the hospital. <laughs> and I'm going to be at my home. You're and just going to think everything's normal. You're going to be like, yeah. yeah um, you're you're going you're to stop talking and I'm going to be like, Joey just died. And you know what, Joey? <laughs> I think your good times are just beginning. <laughs> Hell yeah. Track number 11, your good times are just beginning. That was the actual best segue that we ever could have made. And you, you just did it, Jeremy. So we might as well pack it up right now. <laughs> so you're saying my good times are just ending. Yep. Because <laughs> that was the best it's going to be. Coming off of the sad, droopy sound of unthank, this one kind of has this strange tinge of hope and promise of things to come like i mean it says it in the title but it also yeah. feels that way it feels like it's like a new day and things are kind of looking up from on tank where it's kind of dreary a bit there's got some strong bright piano chords and upbeat drums and this trumpet comes in towards, towards yeah, like dude. the middle end and whew, it hits and it's fucking phenomenal i love it yeah this uh that those horns like they they get me after like i don't know like listening to a whole album is like an experience. And then mm-hmm. that's probably why I like put so much emphasis on the end of it. Cause it's like the end of a movie where it's like, it's gotta be big or whatever. And yeah, you've reached your conclusion. Yeah. And uh, also I feel like some of these songs are just like exercises on how good your internal beat keeping is. Sure. Until the actual drum comes in to tell you if you're like <laughs> right or not. Right. <laughs> And sometimes I'm wrong, sometimes I'm right. I'm not going to tell you all how much I'm wrong. But... 20% correct. <laughs> yep. Uh, but this song, like, thematically hit home really hard. Because it was like, it just reminded me of, I don't know, like, it's called Your Good Times Are Just Beginning. It's It reminded me of the realization that I kind of had in Time Eater, where it's like, everything can coexist and then you can start living and it's like it it is hopeful you can still see like bad times are not gone they're not gone forever but you can see the sun on the horizon yeah and knowing that i mean your good times are just beginning is very i don't know symbolic because it's like you're you have a, a child and i feel like people with like postpartum depression probably can hopefully if they ever get out of it feel this like i mean surely you'll we'll just hope that you're getting out of it but it's like you you get out of it and then you're like shit 
I have a kid now and it's awesome. And like, I get to experience and help this, this person become a person and like each, instead of, I guess, just going through the day in like parent mode where you're like, oh, I got to feed them, got to change the diaper, got to put them to bed, got to, I'm, I'm living on autopilot and not being able to like kind of live in the moment and feel these things. It's, it's the realization that you're starting to come out of it. And while you're not all the way out of it, you can start to fully enjoy the things that you're supposed to be enjoying and experience those. I mean, even experience things for the first time again through somebody else's eyes, I guess. It's that feeling. That's interesting. So so what you're saying is you're about to hit the golden age of Joey and this podcast is going to be flawless. Yeah. Because you're, 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 you're hitting the good times. The times are just beginning for this podcast and, and for your personal life. Uh, yeah. Hey, I'm excited for you that th- this kind of feels like the time for you to reconcile all of your, your past selves and your current self and your future self kind of, kind of, it seems like you're eager to maybe not eager, but it seems like you're ready to at least deal with that and, and step into the next chapter of, yeah. uh, of being a person. Yeah. Uh, the nostalgia thing it's, uh, it's definitely a now issue that I'm getting, hopefully dealing with, but, uh, I, just for all the people out there, I had the realization about uh, not being a, a an autopilot parent like a long time ago, back whenever this album came out. The nostalgia thing is a thing that I'm definitely still working on. <laughs> yeah, as you can, I'm sure know by the fact that that's half of my discussion about anything. Right, but uh, I very much love being a father, and this album, at least. I think had a bigger impact on me transitioning into fatherdom. Yeah, I guess, I guess that's what it is just back in the day. So I I don't want to derail and talk for another 20 minutes about this, but um, do you think it has a bigger impact on you now being more reflective of that time than it did at the time? I do. I think it did. I think at the time it just helped and it was gone. Like I listened to it a few times. It kind of shifted my perspective a little bit. And then it was like, I mean, I I didn't even fully remember this album having an impact on me until Mm -hmm. I started listening to it again. So like, I think now it's, I think it's kind of revitalizing change for me now in the same way that it did in the past i guess i'm so ready for change this year (laughs) this fucking 2020 everyone's saying it it was a shit show nobody had a good 2020 and i feel like a lot of uh, a big part of 2021 for a lot of people is is returning to some sort of normalcy but an extension of that is going beyond what was previously normal people just want to get out and live now yeah which is is exciting people want to make big changes i'm fucking trying my my damnedest to make big changes in my personal life as well this year and and like i'm I'm trying to get out more i'm trying to be more be more present and more i don't know i I guess alert of being alive because i I feel like that's where you have a tendency to go to nostalgia 
and and to wish you were back in those times to me it's more of like i don't want to say dissociating I, I don't think i have like borderline personality disorder or anything like that but like just existing and being aware of the fact that you're existing and doing something with that because the, i'm just accepting control which is kind of weird because i mentioned that i was kind of a control freak to begin with but maybe maybe i'm not and this is just uh, I don't know. I guess what I'm saying is I'm I'm I want to be more alive than I have been this year, more so than any other year. So I'm I'm making changes, hitting the golden era of Jeremy. Joey's hitting the golden era of Jer- of Joey, and that means it's the golden era of fucking feedback loop. Next week uh, though, hell yeah, I'm I'm switching the script, Joey. We're not doing the album that, that I mentioned. What? I've what been the so fuck? so indecisive today about what album we're gonna do next. Instead of doing the album that we decided on, I say we decided on. It was really just me because I was the one picking the album. Uh, instead of doing that album, we're going to be doing Overworks uh, State album that, that came out in twenty seventeen. I had to look real quick, but yeah. So Overwork, it's O V E R W E R K. I feel like I spelled that wrong, even though it was, it's <laughs> Overwork with an E instead of an O. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So we're going to listen to his twenty seventeen album. I think it was his first actual album, not his EP. I could be wrong on that, but uh, yeah pretty great album we're gonna do that this this week and come back and talk about it next week <laughs> uh and i hope you guys will also come back and talk about it next week and stay in our feedback loop bye